Hey guys and my fellow true crime lovers and thank you so much for tuning in to Secrets in the Desert Season 2. I know I've been missing in action for a couple of months but I literally moved from my hometown in New Mexico to a whole ass state away and it was a pretty hard move for us. Literally the day that I moved here I got into a pretty bad car accident and I wrecked my brand new Mercedes that my husband had gotten me for my birthday in December. I totaled it and we barely moved here in February, so I literally only had it for a few months, which devastated me. And then not only that, our first weekend here, but there was this crazy like ice snowstorm. And so we were literally ice snowed in for like, I think two to three days without heat, water, electricity, anything like that. And, you know, coming from New Mexico, we, in the southern region where I lived, we never had snow or anything. So we never like had to buy jackets or anything. So moving here our first weekend, we got that terrible snowstorm and we had no jackets. So me and my poor family, we were freezing like we we all bundled up together we used as many blankets as we could and eventually we even uh went back home to our hometown and stayed in a hotel until it blew over because it was so cold but anyhow um since i did move here to texas i am going to be making secrets in the season two about cases from around texas texas technically still is a desert so why not so here we go and just a quick reminder that secrets in the desert is a bi-weekly podcast with new episodes dropping every other monday as always secrets in the desert episodes do contain offensive language as well as gruesome details about the cases being covered so as always listener discretion is advised now let's get into episode one of season two amber alert the heartbreaking still unsolved case of amber hagerman I know most but not all people know what the Amber Alert is. The Amber Alert is an alert that goes out to people who live in and around the area where a child or teenager is abducted or kidnapped. And if the abduction or kidnap meets certain criteria, there's something called an Amber Alert that is put out that sends like an alert to electronic devices and on your TV and radio and stuff um, to get out the information about the abductee and the abductor and what their vehicle is and all but I'll get more into what the Amber Alert is a little bit later into the episode. The Amber Alert is kind of I guess like um, a warning to be on the lookout essentially for a specific person or car involved in the abduction or kidnapping. Like I said, I'll talk a little bit more about that later in the episode. The Amber Alert was made a law in 1996 by the Supreme Court. And this is because a nine-year-old girl named Amber Hagerman was out riding her bike in the abandoned parking lot of a Winn-Dixie in Arlington, Texas with her little brother Ricky and disappeared and was eventually found murdered. After riding their bikes for a couple hours, Ricky decided he wanted to go home because he was tired. So he asked Amber if she wanted to go home with him, snack or whatever, and she said no, that she wanted to stay. So Ricky went ahead and he went home and he went 
and had gotten something to eat and just you know was waiting for dinner so ricky decides the ricky decides he wants to go back out and ride his bike with amber so he returned to the Win Dixie parking lot, which I must say the grocery store and the parking lot were both abandoned. So Ricky went back to ride his bike with her, and when he got there, Amber was nowhere to be seen. So he was kind of confused. He he didn't know what was really going on because he seen Amber's bike there, the wheels still turning, but he was only five years old. So I mean, I don't think he really put two and two together that you know his sister was abducted. Or kidnapped he went back home and he told his grandmother you know that he couldn't find amber that only her bike was there so right away amber's family and you know some friends they went and they started searching for amber at the wind dixie and in the parking lot and around it and they couldn't find her anywhere and then like i said earlier her bike the tires still rolling meaning that amber had literally was just laying on the ground with there were multiple witnesses that watched the whole kid literally just been abducted like right before ricky got there kidnapping happened and did absolutely nothing to try and help save amber and to this day amber hagerman's kidnapping and murder is still unsolved and her murderer is still out there living their life like nothing happened there's a theory that amber could have been a victim to an unknown serial killer and think about this person or persons who did this to amber could be living their lives like a normal person which is pretty fucked up and there's absolutely nothing that i or anyone else could do about it or the person or persons who did commit amber's crime could already be dead or in prison for other offenses not related to amber or hagerman's disappearance i personally think this suspect could be living two separate lives and that is for sure a sign has never ever been of a sociopath and linked to amber's case i know this wasn't the first time the kidnapper and murderer committed a crime like this he more than likely had already kidnapped and murdered other victims amber's abductor and murderer probably started out with petty thefts or small crimes and as he kept getting off so easy or not getting charged at all his rage turned into something darker and more sinister that's why i feel that this deplorable person got away and no one including multiple witnesses did anything to help her which in turn potentially could have saved amber life that fateful day as always secrets in the desert contains language and graphic information that may or may not be suitable for children so listener discretion is advised now let's dive into the heart of this gut-wrenching case Nine-year-old Amber Hagerman was born and raised in Arlington, Texas. She was born on January 25th, 1986, so that would make her, what, like, mm, 34 years here? Amber was super close to her family and friends and did really well in elementary school. And as I mentioned earlier, Amber also had a younger brother named Ricky, who was five years old at the time of his sister's disappearance and eventual murder. Amber's beloved parents, Donna Norris and Richard Hagerman, were devastated to say the least. Ricky's sister disappeared and eventually murdered really weighed heavy on ricky's heart i'll get more info for you about ricky later on in the episode so stay tuned for that but amber was in a local girl scout group which she loved as much as she loved riding her most prized possession which was her bike so on january 13th 1996 
Amber and Ricky were out riding their bike in an abandoned Winn-Dixie grocery store parking lot that was a few blocks away from Ricky eventually got tired their grandmother's home in Arlington, Texas and hungry since they were out there riding their bikes for a while. He asked Amber if she wanted to come home with him but she declined and stayed alone riding her bike so Ricky went home. While Ricky was home he got something to snack on until dinner and decided he wanted to go ride his bike again with Amber. However when Ricky returned he couldn't find any sign of his sister being there anymore but he did see Amber's bike which the tires were still spinning which means Amber had literally just been abducted right before Ricky went back to the park of course, Amber's parents, Donna and Richard, reported her missing that same day, and about 50 to 60 people showed up to help look for poor Amber. Four days later would pass before there was a major break in the Amber Hagerman case. So, the, um, according to investigators, this is the timeline of Amber's case. On January 13, 1996, Amber was last seen by at least two witnesses, one being named Jimmy Cavill, being dragged from her pink and white bike behind the abandoned Winn-Dixie grocery store. One witness who came forward claimed to have seen a man in a black or dark gray pickup truck get out of the truck, forcefully taking Amber off her bike. The witness claimed he heard Amber scream at her abductor, saw her him. Jimmy Cavill reportedly also claimed he called the police while the abduction was in progress, but the police didn't make it in time. There was another witness that came forward claiming to be out on the afternoon walk and thought they had heard a young girl screaming, but they kept walking because he didn't hear another scream and he didn't see anything. So he kept on walking, not knowing that those could have been the screams of Amber Hagerman being abducted. Four days later, on January 17, 1996, a passerby walking his dog around Rain Swollen Creek found nine-year-old Amber's nude body, she was only wearing one sock by the way, in a creek behind the Forest Hills apartment in a thunderstorm approximately four miles from where she was abducted from. Uh, trigger warning, again because the extent of Amber's injuries is advised, Amber's autopsy revealed all the horrific details about what happened to her. Her throat was cut, she had been brutally beaten and sexually assaulted, and since she had been in a creek for two days, authorities believe that the thunderstorms swept away any type of evidence who may be her kidnapper and murderer. Her autopsy also revealed that Amber was kept for at least two of the five days that she was missing before being thrown in the creek. Amber's body had been found in this creek where maintenance workers who were working in the area didn't find anything having to do with Amber's disappearance on January 16, 1996, the day before Amber's body was found. So those maintenance workers revealed later that they were working in the same area the day before a young man and his dog found Amber's body and her body was not there that day. So her body must have been dumped there the night before she was found. Because how did maintenance workers working there on the 16th in the exact same spot where Amber's body was found didn't see her find any evidence in there being a murder or anything. But then the next day her body was found by the same maintenance workers. I don't know. That's kind of suspicious to me, but what do I know? I'm just a true crime writer. How awful. Literally. And for me to be speechless, like, that never happened. So it's like really heavy on my heart. She was tortured in the last days of her life. And I can't even imagine what Amber endured. And it's scary to know that her evil monster breaks my heart for her poor family out there that get off on doing sick shit like this not only women also children sadly 
It mostly happens more to children than anybody else. Sadly, the Amber Hagerman disappearance and murder case has never been solved, even 25 years later. There has only been one theory about what happened to Amber Hagerman, and this is that theory. Amber was kidnapped by a stranger and eventually murdered after being kept alive for two days and missing for five days before her body was found in a creek. A 78-year-old retired machinist named Jim Cavill was one of the only actual witnesses to Amber's abduction from his backyard that was in the vicinity of the empty Winn-Dixie grocery store parking lot where Amber and Ricky were riding their bikes. Cavill claimed Amber was riding her bike alone in the parking lot when an opportunistic kidnapper turned murderer jumped out of his black or dark blue truck and grabbed the little girl, meaning Amber. Jim stated that he heard Amber scream once and he saw her kicking as she was being thrown in this truck. Mr. Jim Cavill described Amber's abductor as a white or Hispanic man between the ages of 25 and 40, which is a big age gap if you ask me, under six feet tall with a medium build. I mean, that's it? Like, that could have been anyone. And no, I'm not knocking Jim Cavill, you know, for what he saw or whatever, because let's face it, he himself was already like on the older side. He watched it happen from a distance. So did he really actually see what was really happening or really going on? You know what I mean? So not knocking him about it, even though Amber's family and friends and other members of the community, including authorities, searched frantically for Amber. Sucks that he couldn't give more of like description or anything to help you know, to find Amber. Jim Cavill also claimed that Amber was being abducted. He called 911 and they were on the scene in a matter of minutes. They were unable to find any sign of Amber anywhere. Stranger abductions are the hardest abductions to solve because they are extremely rare and difficult to solve. There is little to or evidence to lead with. Unfortunately, in Amber's case, her body was eventually found in a creek that had water flowing through it, which washed away any type of forensic evidence in this case. According to Martins, who was the original lead sergeant investigator on Amber's case, explained, quote, there had been a very large storm and Amber was not only in the water, but in running water in a creek bed, which made it known that Amber's body of trace evidence. Once Amber's body had been found and so close to their own home, Amber's parents, Donna Whitson, was in tremendous amounts of water flow over her body, which obviously made it hard in turn and Richard Hagerman were in complete disbelief. They had always held out hope that Amber was alive somewhere out there and would be coming back home to them. And sadly, that never happened. I mean, imagine one of my children going missing. You have hope that maybe they ran away or are lost and don't know how to get home. But the truly heartbreaking fact is that only a small percentage of people who do go missing and are likely are found alive. Amber's father Richard even went as far as telling reporters that Amber was still alive and he was found. If that's not grief, I don't know what is. Shortly after Amber out there somewhere, after the chaplain left his house after Amber's funeral, a woman by the name of Anne Simone, who was a mother herself, also living in the Arlington area, 
into a local Arlington radio station an idea. This idea is what brought about the Amber Alert system that we use today, which, by the way, has helped more than 100 children be found safely and returned to their families. So the hero of this case, in my opinion, Diane Simone, called the local radio station, as I just mentioned, with an idea that if local media knew how to send weather alerts to people through media outlets, why couldn't they do the same for children who were abducted? Diane had this genius idea that just like their emergency broadcast for weather info that interrupt television and radio, why not do the same thing for when a child is abducted? Diane's idea stuck, and that's how we now have the birth of change upon us in our day and age. Pretty soon, local reporters, specifically in the Dallas-Fort area, started to team up with local law enforcement to alert viewers and listeners to child abduction. So, of course, Diane, some who lived around the area where Amber had gone missing in an event found murdered, the perfect person to name this type of alert alert. Yes, after Amber Hagerman abducted in broad daylight a few blocks from her grandmother's house by a still unknown person. Once the stories of Amber Alert started making its way around the United States, even the world, it's now being used in over 27 countries and of course the whole United States uses the Amber Alert or some variant form that they use and consider their own. And it was nine-year-old Amber Hagerman who started this chain of events to have literally saved over 800 children and counting. Now abductors are more likely than not to release a child they have abducted if they know an Amber Alert has been issued for their victim. For everyone who doesn't know how the Amber Alert system works, is once the local law enforcement determines. So for everyone who doesn't know how the Amber Alert system works, once the local law enforcement determines if an abduction meets certain criteria, they will then notify broadcasters and state transportation agencies. And the alert will interrupt programming and appear statewide that show up on digital billboards with all the pertinent information so other drivers and spectators can get the message sooner and may even be able to help intervene. Now, it's to, it's to the point that even your cell phone will get interrupted by an Amber Alert. No, I don't mean interrupted in a bad way. I mean that as a community member, we'll still get the Amber Alert on our mobile devices just in case we aren't home to see or hear them on either the TV or the radio. I think it's a really smart idea to send the alerts to our mobile phones so because, you know, Mostly, a lot of times people aren't home or a lot of people don't watch the news or they don't mind or anything like that. So I think it's a really, really good idea that they eventually started sending the Amber Alerts to people's phones. Because let's say somebody's out driving and gets an Amber Alert for a specific car with a specific license plate and they happen to have just passed that car. They could call it in and that child could be saved. Donna William, Amber's mother's new name because she got remarried, says that the alert system being named after her precious daughter is bittersweet. Donna wonders what the outcome of her Amber's case could have been if there was already an alert system in place before Amber's abduction. Donna is very thankful for every missing child that the Amber Alert system has saved, but it sadly brings her no closer than finding the truth about what happened to her Amber on January 13th, 1996. So what happened to nine-year-old Amber Hagerman back on January 13, 1997? Forensic science has come a long way since the kidnapping and murder. With these new 
DNA advancements and new technology, we can only hope there's still some shred of evidence left. The different detectives working on Amber's still unsolved cold case can see that other detectives or investigators failed to see two and two together, not knowing it was evidence the whole time. Of course, that's probably only a dream, but I really wish I could do something to help Amber's family and friends get some type of closure. But I feel like all I can do is help get Amber's story out there and who knows it may lead to someone remembering some even if it's something little that they think is insignificant that could be the key to break amber's case wide open all these years later there have been roughly 8,000 leads in amber's case that have been investigated through the years despite the hard work of over 50 police officers and federal agents amber's case remains ice cold to this day the investigators refuse to give up on finding what really Really happened to Amber and who did it because they have not one person of interest let alone a solid suspect. They insist that someone out there knows something that will help them finally know who killed Amber and that the person or persons have the ability to give Amber's family and friends the closure that they definitely need and deserve. He was and I think about her little brother Ricky there and left her for maybe an hour at the most and he never saw her alive or was ever able to talk to her again. I mean, at five years old, he was old enough to understand what the hell was going on. I could only imagine his pain as I personally have never gone through something as tragic as this in my lifetime. Anyone with information about the abduction and murder of Amber Hagerman is asked to contact Detective Ben Lopez at 1-817-459-5373. Again, Detective Ben Eight one seven Lopez at one four five nine five three seven three. There is still a ten thousand dollar reward for any information leading to the arrest and grand jury indictment of the suspect or suspects in the case of Amber Hagerman. Tipsters can also remain anonymous by contacting Tarrant County Crime Stoppers at one eight one seven four six nine. Tips. That's 1 817 469 TIPS. I'm believing that. My hope is that Amber's killer is already in prison for other crimes, maybe similar, maybe not. And he just hasn't been linked to Amber's kidnap and murder because the lack of forensic evidence. Whatever it is, I really hope this child predator isn't still out there doing Oh my gosh, you guys. Amber Hagerman's case haunts me just for the simple fact that I have kids. And them being abducted and murdered is like my worst fear. Like, you guys don't understand the anxiety that I go through every single night and every single day when one of my kids walks out the house like if I'm never gonna see them again like it literally haunts me and it literally gives me like horrible anxiety to the point to where sometimes I don't sleep for days so I mean this is why I do these podcast episodes because I know that the parents want and need the closure and the justice for child that has been missing I mean Amber's been missing for 25 years can you imagine the pain that her family is going through something this atrocious is something you will never forget believe me i've been there and i've done that and it's pretty much what five years later and i'm still grieving 
acting like it just happened yesterday. It wouldn't surprise me if Amber's true killer has committed crimes like what he did to Amber all those years ago, but it could be unlikely. But I have a hard time similar things to similar young girls. To be honest, I really hope that this piece of shit is dead, and I hope he got his karma for what he did to Amber Hagerman. But that's it for this episode, guys, and I can't wait to tell you guys my next case on Secrets in the Desert Season 2. I'm your host, Titi Jimenez, signing off for now. Be safe, stay aware of your surroundings, and don't talk to strangers. Until next time, guys, peace out. Hey guys, so I just wanted to come on here and do a little update about the case of Amber Hagerman. Um, no, as of right now, there hasn't been any new leads or anything like that, but there has been an update and I'm going to go ahead and read this update to you. It's from the Dallas Morning News and it was released on January 13th, 2021. So this year. So um, hopefully whatever this article says helps get one step closer to finding out what happened to Amber. But it is, this is the article that I'm about to read you. It says, this case will get solved. Arlington police hope DNA evidence in Amber Hagerman's case will lead to answers. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew that they had DNA evidence and I knew that her being in that river didn't wash away all DNA evidence. So I'm so glad that they have DNA. But sorry about that. But anyways, at a news conference for the 25th anniversary of her disappearance, police Police renewed their pleas to, to the public for any tips that could help bring answers to the Hagerman family. Arlington police announced Wednesday that they'll resubmit DNA evidence in the 1996 kidnapping and murder of nine-year-old Amber Hagerman in hopes technological advancements can help catch her killer. In interviews with the Dallas News, investigators acknowledge for time that they do have genetic evidence in the case. At the news conference Wednesday, marking the 25th anniversary of Amber's disappearance, police renewed their pleas to the public for any tips that could help bring answers to Amber's family. For submitting evidence that we've maintained for 25 years, that we believe could possibly provide us with results that could be a DNA profile, said Detective Grant Gildon, who now leads the investigation into Amber's disappearance and murder. Amber, as we know, had been, was abducted in 1996. Police are still using the same suspect description they provided in 1996. A white or Hispanic man under six feet tall with a medium build and black or brown hair would have been in his 20s or 30s at the time of the crime. He drove a full-size fleet-size single cab black pickup truck with short will base police said it was in good it was in good condition with no damage no chrome or stripping and a clear rear window detective gildan declined to provide specifics about evidence police will submit because that's information known only to them and amber's murderer detectives hope recent breakthroughs and other cold cases he said police said the technology they plan to use in amber's case is still being developed but could be ready for testing as early as february which is i guess they were meaning february of 2021 uh which was like what a couple months ago they declined to provide further details we believe this case will get solved gildan said we believe that there's no way the killer in this case could have committed the crime in the manner that they did without someone seeing hearing or having some knowledge of what happened we believe 
if someone out there still has information that can help. Donna Williams, Amber's mother, arrived early to news conference Wednesday to lay a bouquet of pink roses at a small memorial in the parking lot where her daughter was kidnapped. She wore a button with Amber's photograph and a gold neck bra. Williams said Amber was smart and loved taking care of with her name. It still feels like it was yesterday, she said. It's still little brother. In a collage she brought to the news conference, propped on an easel next to the crime scene photos and maps, Amber's short life was displayed in family pictures, Christmases, Easter's, and Halloween's next to photos of memorial crosses and a grave marker. Production led to the creation of the Amber Alert system, which children across the country. 908 children have been found safe through the system as of May 2020, according to the Justice Department. She's still taking care of little children like she did her younger brother, William said. I'm very, very proud of my daughter. She encouraged anyone who knows something about her daughter's murder to come forward. The detectives agree that even a small piece of information could be important. The tip that's going to get us there is still out there, Gildan said. Ellington police have set up a new tip line 1-817-575-8823 to gather information about the case and Oak Farms Dairy is offering a $10,000 reward for information that leads to an arrest in the case. Again, the new tip line phone number is 1-817-575-8823. Thanks guys.